Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the man that has been with me for the last three Thanksgiving specials. None other than Dave Burles Berlin. Say what? Boom. Doc, I wouldn't miss it, man. I know I had a little replacement last week. But you know, I I come I'm like Michael Jordan. I come up and I perform yes. for the big game. Yes. Yeah, I, we need we need all players all hands on deck on the Doc G show. Yes, so sir. I got to make yes, sure sir. that that uh, that our bench, no offense to Marcus, you're the bench right now. Wait, what? Uh needs to be ready to play, you know? So we got to yes, have sir. everybody up there and I mean three Thanksgiving specials, Dave. Can you believe it? Wow. Three. Dude, the time time flies when you're having fun. So man. true. Well, actually, crazy. actually, three with you, four that I've done, and this is would be the fifth that I've done, the fourth one together. Sound the alarm. Wow. Gosh, man, Dave. Um, Dude. Three years ago, on the uh, t- t- 2017, we had... The countdown of the most popular side dishes for Thanksgiving. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, the number one side dish was stuffing. Yes! Mm-hmm. Stuffing. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, I wanted to go back, but this year, I thought we'd look at it a little bit different. This year, we're going to go by state. Hmm. What's the most okay. popular in each state? Some regional. Differences. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, there's there's cultural differences that I've noticed even just within my friends from Florida. Exactly. Um, so that that would be cool well, you nationwide. Got, you've got the original Floridians. Then you've got the, like, right. Nor'easter transplants. The New York Floridians. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got just the folks that have sort of just migrated from the south down further, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Got a lot of different. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Florida's interesting in its own in in its own right. But uh, these always these were based off of Google searches in the state uh, leading up to Thanksgiving. Word. You know, so they they got data off of it. Now, uh, like first, how to make blah blah blah. Or yeah. Whatever, mm-hmm. or blah 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 recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, first off, I would like to say that I'm hor- horribly offended that no states. Uh, have had a Thanksgiving side dish that was related to a t- an Italian feast. Um, n- no manicotti. Wait, before we get into this, what's what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Hmm. Something Italian. Let's be honest. I mean, if I yep. actually have to so choose, so your your family your family has Italian stuff at Thanksgiving? No, I just don't like what we have at uh, Thanksgiving. That's about it. Oh, right now, so now, now for most Italian. of most of the last, let's see, about a decade, me and my brother uh, celebrated uh, Thanksgiving in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So true. And That's right. Yeah, we, we would have we would have Cajun. For uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which I enjoyed, uh, sure. I, I'm a pretty big fan of Cajun. It's not all the way up there at Italian, nope. But you know, 
<laughs> nah, you know, I'll take it. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess if you get me down, like you pin me down on an actual Thanksgiving, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess maybe, yeah, I guess maybe mashed potatoes and gravy. I don't know. Lamb. I, wow. I mean, I like I like taters. That's pretty plain Jane of you. I like I like macaroni and cheese. Of course, that's basically Italian. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, that's you got your pasta there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just not. It, I mean, basically, that's the thing with most Thanksgiving dishes for me. It's just too plain Jane all the way around, you know? That's a fact. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. it's sort of, but uh, huh? I don't want, I don't want to get the listeners down. Let's get hype about some dishes here. First Dude, off. I'm all about it. Let's go. Dave, what's, what do you think? What do you think Florida's dish was? Take a guess. Hmm. I mean, I'm just my favorite sweet potato casserole, so I'm gonna say that. Boom! That's nice, right. Dave. Let's go. You're, Let's go. You're with the state, bro. You're with the state. So true. Uh, us, Florida, and Tennessee sweet potato casserole. Mm -hmm. That's the only That's two states. Only two. St only two. That's crazy. Only two states. By the way, uh, the best sweet potato casserole I've ever had, Miss mm -hmm. Mary Max Tea Room, Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out. Damn. Pretty sure by the time I finished that meal, there was more sugar in my veins than blood. So true. Pretty positive. Yes, sir. Pretty positive. We have oh, a video of that. We have a video of it, and I was about to pass out from the sugar high. That um, needs to go on the Instagram. It is. It's gonna. It's gonna. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's Florida. What do you think mm -hmm. the 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 side dish that won the most states was? Hmm. Man, I'm. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, I mean, stuffing is like the the obvious, but I want to say something out of the box, like potato salad or like. Well, you got something. the ingredient right. Mashed potatoes. Mashed uh, potatoes. Okay. Ten That's states. Be because like mashed potatoes are such a basic thing. Like, how many times a year do people have mashed potatoes? You know, like. But 50, it's a probably. it's a go to man. If you make those taters right, and you got some creamy oh, buttery sure. taters, oh, mm. I remember one time I ate at Ruth Chris, and basically mm -hmm. their uh, bata mashed potatoes were just butter. Like I'm pretty sure oh, it was just. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just. It was three parts it was butter. Just a vessel one, for butter. Yeah, three parts <laughs> butter, one part potato. That was it. Um, mm. Okay, so ten states, California leading the way on that. That's their uh, biggest state with mashed potatoes. Second, Man. green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Ugh. Seven states with green bean casserole. That's it. I mean, I definitely want some green bean casserole on my plate with the can of mushroom soup yeah. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, to now, say that's your favorite. Mm -mm. Now, mashed potatoes. It spanned the the state, uh, the country. Like it went all the way across. And green bean right. casserole sort of split it. It was sort of like a Midwest Southern deal. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, third place, well, tied for third place, macaroni and cheese with six states. Uh, and the leading state mm -hmm. would be Georgia, I guess. They're all in a line. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware. All of those states cheese. were mac and cheese. Yeah. Well, I mean, the South makes the freaking best mac and cheese. So That's true. But, I mean, uh, I get that. I mean, Mississippi. Maryland, you know. Yeah. Mississippi was baked sweet potatoes. What? Girl, come on. It wasn't even sweet potato no. casserole. It's baked sweet potatoes. Who does what? baked sweet potatoes? It's just boring, uh, Mississippi. 
Come on. You're That's leading the country in obesity, and that was the best you got? Lame. Ah, come on. Uh, then six tied uh, with macaroni and cheese stuffing. 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 Now, okay, that, so that, it's still top five. You know. That was a strong Northeast one right there. Very strong. Uh, New York, Pennsylvania, yeah. New Jersey, Rhode Island, Vermont. So you got yeah, those are all like the traditionalist states. Yeah. I feel like you got you got a lot of the original colonies up there. A lot of the right. Fun fact: Pennsylvania, not uh, oh, I left out Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always get caught up on Mass. Yeah. Uh, I'll just shorten right. it just to Mass. mass. Yeah. Um, just say Boston. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big part of it. Um, yeah. By the way, Mass and Pennsylvania, Commonwealths, mm-hmm. not actually states. Mm. That's right. Same same with Virginia. Yeah. They're weird, weird Commonwealths. That's the four states that are Commonwealths. Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Massachusetts. There There's you your pub your pub trivia question answer I, of the day. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the show before at some point in time. But that was a long time ago because we talk about cool things on this show. Nope. Anyways, <laughs> um, number, let's see, what are we at? Five, the top, the fifth most popular by states, Rolls. Rolls. Mm. Which Missouri, Missouri was leading with Rolls. Now, I mean, it's another thing that's like, yes, I want that on my plate. Well, but am what, I like going to sleep dreaming about my Thanksgiving roll? Well, that's what no. I'm saying. Like, the, mainly the whole meal is just like, okay, I'll eat it. It's not bad. That's but fact. like, it's not. I'm not dreaming about it. Nope. That's the thing. Like, that's yeah. all Thanksgiving yep. for me. Um, now, let's. Now we. Now we get into the weirdo states. Um, <laughs> I like Wyoming and Hawaii for their honesty. They both yeah. just had brown gravy. So true. Yeah. Nice. Apparently, just give it to me. <laughs> yeah, apparently, they're just drinking it in Wyoming. They're like, what do you have to drink? Uh, give me some gravy. What? That's what we're going to yeah. wash Tea, this down. water. You got any gravy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, not to be outdone, though, Arkansas is like, brown gravy? I'll do you one better. Let's get a little bit White. fatter. White gravy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's funny, man. You know, like, that's so that's so Arkansas. Like, like so what? Arkansas. How, can you imagine just a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal, just white gravy poured all Dude, over they everything? Got, they got country fried turkey and, and white gravy. Crazy, man. <laughs> now, if I had told you one state had biscuits as their side dish, who do you think it'd be? Uh, dude, it's like Alabama. <laughs> right? Yes, that's what I would think, too. A solid South state. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. What? Oregon. Biscuit country. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy, man. Now, this is this is really... These are the real top four weirdos. Indiana, deviled eggs. Girl, come on! What? Wow, that's like a that's like a side like um an that's appetizer. A ab- yeah, it's not, even, it's not even hey, we don't have any food ready. Plate. Yeah, we don't have any food ready. Eat these. Like, what is wrong with you, Hoosiers? Come on. Right. Alaska, it's weird, but don't get me wrong. I would totally eat some of this. Hash brown casserole. Word. Yeah. Ca- hash hash brown casserole. Hash brown casserole. I don't know what that what? is. I mean, I, I mean, it's Cash. like a potato casserole, I guess, but I, I, 
I guess you I guess you pan fry some taters and then throw it into a casserole. I don't know. Dude, I'm about that. Uh, Hash brown casserole. Yeah. (laughs) I'm taking notes. That's happening. Um, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Here's a boring one. Cream corn. Lame. What? Uh, What? I mean, I I like cream corn, but... you can't be your favorite. You're taking it. You're taking the Cornhusker State too far there, Nebraska. No, I know. No, that's uh, very true. That's such a Nebraska thing. And the weirdest of all side dishes, Maine with side salad. Oh, what? No. What? No, absolutely not. Like the I know, salad what, is not touching my plate. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. You're like, oh man, lobster rolls, lobster mac and cheese. Nope, dude. Side I was salad, lobster salad, like side oh, salad, not, not a regular salad. <laughs> Just Ugh. a side salad. Okay. Terrible. Well, lastly, what do you think the most popular pie was by state? Hmm. Um. I mean, pecan's my favorite, but. I'm gonna say like like apple pie. Pecan was tied for third, a four-way tie. There were four, wow. uh, there were three or uh, four different pies with six states that all had mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, they were tied for third. But the first mm-hmm. was a 14-state lead by cranberry. Wait, what? What? Ew. Oh God! What? No. How much sugar do you have to put in that to make it appetizing? Good Man, lord! So much sugar, and then so much freaking sugar. Second place was sweet potato, and I was mm. I was very surprised. Pumpkin was seventh. You know what? Wow, was seventh. Wow. Yeah, only California, Nevada, and Arizona going for pumpkin. Crazy, crazy man. So so what's what's if you have like apple pie, pecan pie? Sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie. Which one are you going for first? Well, if it's chocolate pecan, you better believe I'm going chocolate. That's a fact. That's, oh, chocolate pecan. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's. I'm, I'm getting uh, down on that. Uh, that I mean, right. you know, that's the thing. If there's chocolate involved, I'm headed that way. Now, if there's no okay. chocolate involved, I think I'm going apple. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think. Okay. I, With I, some vanilla ice cream. I like how doughy it is. If they make it nice yeah. and doughy, and then just the the yep. the super just. Sh- Sugar syrup around the apples. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. that's yep. good stuff. I agree with that. That's good stuff. I agree su- with that. Now that we have been updated and hungered ourselves here, are you ready to get this Thanksgiving special fired up? Dude, let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Dang, I should have eaten first. <laughs> Dave, I, I mean, now I told you, right? Fifth Thanksgiving Day special, but there's one other thing that I have not told you. Hmm. It's oh. also the 200th episode. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's go. That's right. It just, it just happened. Dang. Fortuitous. That's magic. Yes. How? Yes. Oh man, awesome. And, and I'm I'm so excited because we got a fantastic guest. Yes. We have Tommy Putnam from Moon Taxi, huge band, yeah. 
out of Nashville. These guys have been on Conan. They've been on Letterman. They've been on Seth Meyers. They've been on Jimmy Kimmel. They have been on basically every late show you can be on. Now they're stooping down to our show. And we thank them for that. A little bit earlier and (laughs) not as good, but yes. What? Totally as good. Nope. Totally. Totally as good, just not as well known. We're going to talk <laughs> football. He's got a little bit up on you, Dave, because he's a, he's a Titans fan. So, Jeez. Yeah. Oh, sad. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk Thanksgiving. We're even going to talk some presidents. That's right. A little history. Oh. A little history, Dave. I'm excited, man. A little HTH. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday. Okay, so there's a lot of good birthdays here on November 25th, but I figured since I'm dealing with Mr. Berlin, yes. I better I better keep it in his wheelhouse. I don't want to ruin yeah, the don't 200. Give me no actors. Yeah, oh. I don't want to ruin the 200th episode. So we've got three folks with the NFL. Um, by the way, uh, two notables that you probably well I'll go ahead and say you wouldn't have got uh, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s birthday. Um, today and Andrew yeah, Carnegie. the junior. No, yeah, see, yeah. And Andrew Carnegie, uh, the old robber oh. baron. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, estimated $310 billion worth in today's money. What? It's not bad. It's not bad. Original uh, Carnegie, huh? Yeah, original. Okay, but our, uh, <laughs> our birthday suit, 85%. Um, so he's retired. He's retired, obviously. Okay. You'll see that by the date. But born on Very November 25th, 1965, in Troy, Ohio, our birthday suit wearer spent his childhood playing, running around with his three brothers and two sisters. When he got to high school, he started taking uh, or started playing football and basketball and started taking them seriously. He excelled at the wide, uh, wide receiver position in football. Started getting recruitment offers all over the country, but he decided to go to Ohio State. Hmm. He was an All-American his junior season, but at the end of his junior season, he signed with an agency, and when the NCAA found out, he was ruled ineligible for his senior year. Girl, come on. Because of right. this, he was barely drafted, getting selected by the Eagles in 1987 in the supplemental draft. Uh, Mm. He was traded to the Minnesota Vikings in 1990, and that's where he hit his stride. He became oh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter is correct. Nicely done. Eight-time Pro Bowler, led the NFL in receiving touchdowns three years, won the Bart Starr Award in 1995, and was on the NFL 1990s All-Decade Team. Mr. Mm. Carter. Yes. Turning 55 for Mr. Carter. Dang. Happy double nickel, Mr. Carter. Yeah, he li- I'm pretty sure he still lives in South Florida. Uh, he used to yeah, live in South yeah. Florida. His um, his kid was, um, Duran was at mm-hmm. FAU when I was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I may have mentioned this before, I don't remember. He threw this sick house party mm. at Chris Carter's mansion. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it you were there? It was awesome. Yeah, it was the craziest nice. like house I've ever partied in. 
It would have been even more hilarious if you would have been like, he threw this sick house party, and I was in the bushes what? with some binoculars. It, it looked awesome. Yeah, it looked so <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Because he went to, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he went to St. Augustine, too. Uh, or not, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, what am I looking for? Uh, St. Aquinas. There Ohio we go. State. No, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. The kid went to Fort. He was from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Um, Augustine. FAU, and what then, am I and doing? then I think he went. I think he ended up transferring to Ohio State. Or yeah, somewhere. I think so. I think so. Uh, anyways, happy birthday to Chris Carter. Big double nickel. Ooh. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Okay, Dave, are you ready? Rip some headlines. Let's rip it, buddy. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, Dave, we are going to start and end our headlines with some other uh, happy birthdays besides our birthday suit wears. Mm. Some non-athlete birthdays. Mm. uh, Some non-celebrity birthdays. And Dave, first off, a big happy birthday to Beulah McCreary in Missouri. Happy birthday, Beulah. Now, What's I, up with Beulah? I checked, Dave. Apparently, Beulah is the uh, 9,258th most popular girl name in this country. So, um, not too high. Nope. Uh, and Baby Center... Pretty high up on the, on the older demographics, <laughs> well, though. Well, BabyCenter.com told me if I like the name Beulah, I might be in the na- into the name Opal... And Tallulah, too. Oh, uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> can, can you imagine that crew? Beulah, that, Tallulah, that there. and Opal? Oh, man. Oh. That's a bunch of trouble you're about to walk into with those ladies. It, exactly. That sounds like a crew that's about to f*** up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. Now, uh, I looked at the records with Beulah, and it peaked mm-hmm. in popularity in 19... 19- Oh four. Um, oh yeah. Now just hearing that, how old do you think Beulah McCreary is turning? Hmm. She's turning ninety nine. One oh eight. Wow. One oh eight. Crazy. Now, first of all, on the news story about Beulah, she's on Zoom with the reporter. And she's looking at the screen like it's a wizard gnome about to steal her soul. She's just like, what? (laughs) What the is this? I don't understand. But I see your lips moving, but I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) But I was jazzed. I mean, Dave, just take a step back, though, and appreciate that this lady was born when William Howard Taft was president. Wow. William Howard Taft. And she. That's crazy. When she was born, there were literally Civil War veterans that she could go talk to. People that fought in the Civil War. Girl, come on. What? Man, you are making her sound so old. I know, but like, I mean, I know, I mean, I know she's 108. But like, when you put it into those historical perspective, it's like holy. Yeah, shit. it's crazy, man. Like she literally could have been like talking to somebody. It was like, yeah, Bull Run. Woo, that was a tough one. Word. Right? Like it's crazy. Yes. It's insane. Now, when they ask her 
what's different in today's society. She said, well, we didn't have a car. We didn't go to town and buy toys like they do now. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if, like, the reporter thought about telling her that people don't really go into town any much anymore to buy toys anyways. Nope. Because, like, that ended probably in, like, 1980. Most people just go on the internet and buy them, <laughs> but I don't right. know if that would blow Beulah's mind or not. So I'd say they probably just, yeah, yeah. They didn't want her to have a heart attack right, right it, on the interview. Exactly. <laughs> and she brought up that on her first date... She literally went to a dog and pony show. Girl, come on! Literally a dog and pony show. Now, for the listeners that don't know what a dog and pony show is, it's basically a carnival that's so lame, the main attractions are ponies and dogs. That's all they got. They just come with dogs and ponies, and they're like, hey... Check these out. Sweet. That's that's the that's the carnival, and that's what she that's went it. to for her first date. That's it. Like for, I just, with her husband or just yes, her first yes. date ever. That was her first okay. date ever, and it turned into her husband. Uh, I think I want to say his name was Reggie Reg. Maybe mm-hmm. I might be something mm-hmm. with an R. Um, but. She ended up marrying him, and I think they were married 78 years uh, before wow. uh, he passed on there. And, uh, of course, Beulah's still kicking. I uh, yep. I just find it really funny because ESPN, they were doing that thing that they usually do uh, during the draft where they show all mm-hmm. the new draftees things from the 90s, and they're like, oh, hey, what's this? And they're like, what? Like they showed him a picture yeah, yeah, of yeah. NSYNC, and they were all like, uh, Jonas Brothers? I don't know. And they like showed him a floppy disk, and they're like, uh, "Is that a record? What? I don't." Girl, come on. And like, I was just thinking, you could show Beulah all that stuff, and she'd have no idea either. But right, it's just because right. she, because she stopped paying attention to new stuff in like '72 when she when turned the sixty. Sixty oh in '72. Can you? Um, oh my god. Sixty in '72. Gosh! So the the little technology we had in '72 would have like still confused her. Yes, yes. Oh a, per, a person showed her an electronic typewriter, and she was like, "Whoa, whoa! What the f- that? Get that Just out give of me my, my manual! Come on now!" Anyways, Beulah, keep kicking it. One oh eight. Have a happy awesome. Thanksgiving. Um, yes. Dave, I think most of us can agree the pandemic has caused a little more loneliness than usual. Totally. A little a more depression and stuff. A little more distant than usual. Um, mm-hmm. A dude in England thought of a solution for his loneliness. He thought mm-hmm. a couple of pets, which, yeah. you know, good idea, right? Yeah, um, totally. This was Sven. Sven, a 34-year-old from West Yorkshire in England. He decided mm-hmm. that he would get two pets, and the two pets he would get in June were two geese. Word. Hey. Everyone needs a little company. <laughs> two geese. Now, the problem for Sven is that he lives in, like, a normal urban neighborhood not a farm and as you are well aware dave geese aren't the quietest house guests nope 
They tend to oh, honk. Definitely not. <laughs> a lot. So true. And uh, his neighbor uh, neighbors didn't really like his his choice of pets. And eventually, the lead city council said he needs to either get rid of them or find a way from them to stop honking, or they're going to fine him five thousand pounds. Jeez. So oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah, pretty stiff penalty. That's some now, significant change. Now, when asked about the honking, Sven said they make noise uh, when, not all the time, but when they see someone pass or hear something, it's like a mm-hmm. defense mechanism. <laughs> right. He then added, what my neighbors fail to see is that these birds are my pets. They're not my livestock. Hmm. Well, Sven, I got to tell you, man, what you are failing to see is that your pets are annoying. Um, <laughs> let's let's use a hyperbole as an example, Sven. Uh, let's say I had a crocodile as a pet, and my crocodile is eating some of the people in our neighborhood. Jeez. Now, keep in mind, it's my pet and not livestock. But you can see how people might not care that it's my pet in that case. Yep. Same yep. sort of scenario with your geese. We understand they're your pets, but when they honk 24 hours a day, it gets a little, gets a little old. Lame. Gets a little old, man. Just man, you think barking was bad? Some honking. Exactly, Ugh. exactly. Now, speaking of uh, barking, this is a uh, this is a bit of a sad ending on this one, Dave. Um, We've we've had several stories about uh, Mm -hmm. people not identifying animals correctly. Uh, Bobcat mistaken as a tiger. A tiger Mm -hmm. mistaken as a a savannah cat. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got another one. This one, as I said, not so good of an ending. Nope. Uh, So in Fairfield, Connecticut, animal control officers were called to the scene of where a small coyote had been reported. The animal control officers found the coyote, determined that it had severe stress because of the weather conditions, took it to mm. an animal shelter, they agreed, and they euthanized it. Then, oh, no. a little while later, it was determined that the coyote was actually a Fairfield family's dog. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that breaks my heart. Animal control, Dave. Not not like regular police officers. Not random people in the neighborhood. Animal control officers were like, yep, coyote. And the folks at the animal shelter were like, yep, totally normal coyote here. And then they euthanized it. What? What? What kind of folks are work? I mean, I'm just saying... Dave, if you're in animal control and you misidentify a coyote, maybe you need to do you a little to, studying. You need to, a little reflection on, mm, on your career choice. Maybe a little studying. And man, are you going to feel bad every time you see that family in the target. Hey, oh. sorry about that again. Our bad. And like, other thing, like, how friendly do they think a coyote can be like i've never came across a family's dog and been like man that thing is growling and looking like a coyote at me like 
Mm-hmm. It's never happened with a family dog. Like, either this was the most angry family dog ever, or they mm-hmm. thought it was the most friendly coyote. One of the two. One right. of the two. Uh, okay. I looked it up. Apparently, coyotes are, like, a lot, a lot of people have them as pets. They can, and you can actually have hybrids like uh, uh, like right. um, a wolves, yeah, yeah, yeah. koi dogs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I mean, still like, come on, guys, do a little research. Um, yeah, Dave, have you ever heard the saying, "When life hands you a mountain of trash, make a ski slope"? Wait, what? I have not heard that. Yeah. That's not too surprising because I made it up. But apparently that's what Fairfax, Virginia said because their county board just approved an indoor ski slope that would be 1,700 feet long, indoor ski slope, that's built on top of a landfill. Ew. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that just seem gross? And weird. Uh, dude, I was about to say, imagine when you like wipe out and you eat, shit, you literally are like, you're just like, oh, <laughs> there's there's trash underneath me. Like it's just like, I mean, like how weird. Like we made, we made a mountain of trash, and then we covered it up, and now we're building on top of it fake snow to ski down. Hmm. That is, dude. it's weird. It's just I don't care how much soil is between <laughs> the the trash and and the snow it's just not right. Yeah, no. Not and right. I mean, you got yeah, I mean you got methane leaking out. It just oh, no thank you. No thank mm, you. Yummy. Okay. Like I told you, Dave, we are going to end with another lady with a birthday. Uh, Let's go. Now, I know what you're thinking. After hearing Beulah, you're like you can't go higher. How can, yeah, how can you top that? Well, so true. We're going to top 12. it. No, not with age, but with with uh activities. Joy okay. Okay. Andrew from the mm-hmm. United Kingdom celebrated mm-hmm. her 100th birthday. Now, dang. Like I said, I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, "Well, come on. Beulah turned 108. What makes Joy mm-hmm. so special?" Well, right. To start, Joy was a woman in the Air Force in World War II. Jeez. What? Oh, impressive. Can you imagine I being even, a... I didn't even know they Exactly. Can you believe can you can you imagine the the misogynistic behavior going on in World War II? But apparently she served to hit strategic bomb locations of the Nazis throughout the war. That's right. And then, after the war, she was stationed in Germany, like, you know, protecting, controlling the uh, the country. And while she was there, a driver of a car that she was getting dri- driven to a, a, a place in the city wrecked the car on purpose to try to kill her because the driver was a Nazi. Wait, what? And she survived wow. the assassination wow. attempt. Yes, she still has a big scar on her arm and I think on her face as well from the uh, uh, the assassination attempt. Then, goodness gracious! After the war, 
She became a flight attendant for the British Overseas Airways Corporation. And on one flight, the pilot ran out of fuel and they crashed in Libya. And they were stranded in the desert for days. Girl, come on! What? What the heck? This lady escaped death twice. And then, in the 1970s, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and survived it. Survived it in the seventies. Fifty years. That's in crazy. The, in the in the in the seventies. In the seventies, with like minimal yeah. medical yeah compared to what we have now. And then, just this past March, stop she, it. She was diagnosed with COVID, and everybody and survived. In, yes, and everybody was like, "She's not gonna make it." Boom! Joyce Andrews is a mother survivor. Yeah! You can't kill her. You cannot. Unstoppable. Unstoppable, Joy Andrews. Nazis. Wow. Diseases. Cancer. This better be the freaking hugest birthday party of all time. Yeah, you know. Well, they, they couldn't. They can't celebrate yet because of the COVID situation I know, still. But, but. but when COVID's done, they need to freaking celebrate the s*** her life. They're throwing it down. About a huge rager. Yes, yes. Joy deserves it, man. Joy deserves it. I mean, just serving. Cheers a, to you, Joy. Serving the country, surviving illnesses. Just, I mean, my goodness. What a life. What a life. Get it, Joy. I'm thankful this Thanksgiving for Joy Andrew. That's who I'm thankful for. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes. All right, Dave. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest, Moon Taxi. This is a new single of theirs, One Step Away, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida, Dave. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever podcast downloading app you use, go on it, download the Doc G Show. Mm-hmm. Do it and give us a five-star rating and comment something that you like about us, just anything nice in general. Mm-hmm. We love the comments. Mm-hmm. Then go on the Instagram at Doc G Show. Mm-hmm. Follow that. Look at all the stuff got Doc's got on there. A mm-hmm. bunch of little clips and highlights and mm-hmm. cool stuff from the guests and mm-hmm. everything on the show. Sweet and potato then casserole. www.thedocgshow.com. Mm-hmm. Boom. Sweet potato casserole is coming to the Instagram. Get ready for it. It's going to happen. Yeah, it is. It's going to happen. Uh... Okay, Dave, I don't have, for the Thanksgiving special, no uh, no miscellaneous file today. So, Girl, come on. Uh, But I do want to bring something out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, not really retirement. It's been on, like, hiatus. Let's do a little Stop Faking the Funk. Yes. We haven't done that in a while. Let's go. Yes. Okay. So the listeners, obviously, we've got some new listeners. This is where I give Dave two headlines. One headline is real. One headline is fake. Dave has to tell me which one is fake, which one is real. Okay. So true. Here we go. First headline. Texas hospital performs complicated 10-person kidney swap surgery. It's first headline. Oh my God. First headline. Second headline. Yeah. Stockholm University doctors successfully transplant monkey eye in blind patient. Hmm. Which one is real? Which one is fake? Hmm. I don't know. Man, this is. My gut is telling me the monkey eye into the human is real. Okay. And the 10-person different surgery is fake. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that final answer. Oh, you're rusty. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I knew I knew uh, if I went for the, the ridiculous with the monkey, you'd be like, that's so ridiculous. It's got to be true. It's got to well, be. I was like, there's got to be. Like, why was there no human eyes to donate? Why are people so <laughs> stingy with donating their organs? It's, it's, <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Dang it. Uh, now, what really happened, which interesting, Texas Hospital, uh, they have a swapping kidney program, which actually started with John Hopkins. That's a fact. Now, what mm-hmm. happened was that they had several people that did not match up with the blood type of their donors mm-hmm. right so it was somebody they knew they're like i'll give you one of my kidneys but they couldn't give them the kidney because it didn't match blood type so what they did they they all went into this kidney swap program they had five different donors with five different recipients so you had 10 oh. people involved but they okay, they okay. all didn't know each other they're basically like, like just basically this- me and you would go in together and let's just say I've already accepted that I'm going to give you one of my kidneys, yeah. but we're not we're not good. Yeah, we're not matched. So yeah, they just throw you in a group together. So okay. so okay. then they I were like, like uh, Jeff over here matches Ben, but uh, Dave matches Sally. So that's a fact. we're given. Right. Yeah, that's how it worked, man. And they did ten people okay. at once. 
to match all wow. of these folks together, and they were all successful so far. None of them have awesome. been rejected. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's a good, that's a nice thing to hear before Thanksgiving. Very nice, very nice. My, uh, sadly, my uncle, uh, he, he, uh, had a kidney donated by my grandma, and that was back in the mm-hmm. day. It did not, it did not take. It did not take. Oh, and no. yeah, he had to be on dialysis, but, uh, he, yeah, his survivor, man, he went for, uh, like 30 years on dialysis. He was really. He was on there. They said he wasn't. Wow. I think they said he wasn't going to live until past like uh, fifty-five or fifty, mm-hmm. and he lived until mm-hmm. he was like seventy or seventy-two, something like that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Shout out Jack Bowling. Shout, shout out JB. Out. Uh, shout to him. Uh, okay. Speaking of shout outs, we need to give some shout outs uh, to some of our favorites, to the listeners. which would be our international listeners, Dave. I want to give yes. some, we've been, we've been really, you know, I want to get them regular. I mean, we still have our, mm-hmm. our regular internationals, so I'm going to give our regular yeah. internationals a shout out. Shout out to Spain. Shout, shout out. out, guys. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Italy. Love you guys in the boot. Shout out, shout out to yeah, shout out to Russia. Shout out. There we go. Get in it. And of course, we love we love you all. Shout out to our uh, northern neighbors, Canada. They shout have became out. regular. Yeah. We thank you. Now let's get to some newcomers. Well, I guess we could okay. call them semi-regulars of international because we've had these folks before. They're just not regular yet. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First off. Uh, shout out to Justin's uh, uh, home homeland. He was born here in America, but his family was born there. I want to make clear, obviously, Justin <laughs> is an American man, but he's got roots in the Philippines. Shout out to the shout Philippines. Uh, shout out to South Korea. Shout Thank out. you, South Korea. Nice. Shout out to the Ukraine. Shout, shout out. out to Ukraine. And we got it back. The African continent, South Africa. Shout out to South Africa. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Brazil. There we go. Thank you, Brazil. Shout out to Singapore. Thank you, Singapore. Shout out to Germany. Thank you, Germany. Shout out to the United Kingdom, of course. They should have been in our regulars. I'm sorry. Sorry, United Kingdom. You guys should be in regulars. Uh, my apologies. Um, shout out to France. Shout out. And lastly, shout out to Greece. Shout there out. There we go. Damn, we are killing the international game. Very, I've been happy with all the different, uh, and I was surprised. Uh, we really had an Indonesia going there regularly for uh, for Great. several weeks, and they, they dropped off. Mm-hmm. I want to see Indonesia back on there. Come on, Indonesia. You can get back yeah, on there. Yeah, we need you guys. Get back. And Vanuatu, you can get back on there too come on guys you can do it thank you to all the international listeners like i say you guys are what keeps me going i'm like you know what mm-hmm. i don't know I don't, I don't feel like doing the show and then all of a sudden i'm like wait a second wait a second my folks in spain They're depending on you my folks in spain are waiting on this show that's right they're gonna listen i got i gotta i gotta act yes. i gotta make this show and i do yes. and you guys give me the motivation that's it Thank you, guys. Shout out to everybody that listens. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Okay. Dave, second birthday suit. Uh, Yes, sir. Pretty positive on this one. I mean, since you dominated Chris Carter so well, uh, this one, I'm up at 95. 
Uh, Probably should be a little bit higher, but we're going 95. Uh, Our birthday suit wearer was born in Dover, New Hampshire, November 25th, 1963. As a kid, he was always interested in sports. Through high school, he played almost every sport you could think of. When he went to college, he majored in something that made sense for that, physical education at the University Uh of New Hampshire. He also played defensive back on the football team while he was in uh, college. His first coaching job was at Columbia University in 1990, where he worked with the freshman team. In 1992, he took a job at his alma mater, uh, as the running backs coach. Hmm. Then he became the offensive coordinator in 99, and he held the job until 2006. In 2007, mm-hmm. he became the offensive coordinator at the University of Oregon. And in 2009, mm-hmm. he became the head coach of Oregon. In the four years he was the head coach at Oregon, he had a record of 46-7. and seven. He then took Chip a- Kelly. Chip <laughs> Kelly is correct. There it is. Yes. Of course, then he went on to coach at the uh, the Eagles for three years in Philadelphia, then one year mm-hmm. in San Francisco, and the, for the fast past three years, he's been the head coach of UCLA. Has not mm-hmm. hit that streak that he had at Oregon. Uh, not quite yet. Not. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like Oregon had just the right recruiting. He had the right strength and conditioning coach for his style of play. And he had the right resources with Nike behind Oregon that he could dominate at Oregon. And I just... yeah, man, and you know Nike, Nike being at Oregon in that in that time period was when the the uniform game was revolutionized. So cool. Yeah, and yeah. so everyone wanted to go to Oregon. Well, and um, I mean UCLA, you've got millions and millions of dollars of 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 just I mean facilities, donations, crazy yeah, I mean, the, facilities. The, the facilities are top notch, and you know UCLA still has that name factor, but um, it doesn't have Nike money. Yeah, they don't have that, and just man, the football program just has never been no the not, same caliber. Not the bad, so. not at the basketball level. But I mean, also nope. you got to think, Oregon's got all that recruitment power with biscuits, apparently. Biscuits, yeah, everyone, biscuit capital. <laughs> yeah, on your on your visit, you get some Oregon biscuits, and you're sold. Biscuits, capital of the world. Yeah, I remember when he went to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I was like, ah, I don't know if that's the right decision. Nope, no, no, that's good. And it it, it 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 wasn't that good. Nope, it wasn't. You know, and I mean, right. I just feel like if he would have stayed at Oregon, he probably could have had a couple championships by now. Yes! I feel like right. he would have broke through. But you know, we'll see what it, what he gets done here. Apparently, there's there's a lot of New Hampshire bros in the uh, in the the college and NFL, uh, NFL like ranks. ranks. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Day is one of those at Ohio State. Apparently, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a New Hampshire man as well. Weird. Oh. Um, anyways, Chip Kelly turning the big. What is that? Fifty-seven. Yes! Fifty-seven for Chip Kelly. Man, there we go. Good luck All to right. you, sir, on UCLA. Happy birthday, Chip. Happy birthday. Enjoy it. UCLA at least has an amazing campus. You ever been there, Dave? Very nice. Hmm, no. It's very lovely. It's uh, right. It's basically in between Bel Air and Beverly Hills. It's uh, Oh, nice. It's pretty swanky of a campus. It's pretty nice. Uh, okay. 
We are going to take a break. We are going to be back with Tommy Putnam of Moon Taxi. Very excited. But first, we are going to hear their biggest hit, huge hit, Too High, right here on the Doc G Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very excited to have Tommy Putnam, bassist of Moon Taxi, with us today. Tommy, 
How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Now, Tommy, two things about this interview. You are the guest on the 200th episode of our show, and you are part of the Thanksgiving special for the Doc G Show, which is a very important show on our on our broadcast here. I know that's completely meaningless to you and everyone that's no, listening. No, <laughs> but no. Of course, no. I feel like I'm I'm instant family. Yes, you invited me to your table. Yes, exactly. You you joined the line now. Last year was Keb Mo. Uh, the year before that was uh, Blackberry Smoke, so very, very good guest on Thanksgiving Day special. Very excited about it. Um, keeping the streak alive. All right. Exactly. Now, you guys, you talking about keeping the streak alive, you've been doing a good amount of work uh, during the pandemic, live streams. You, re, uh, you released Hometown Hero, uh, Light Up and One Step Away, and you just released mm-hmm. a new version of of to- hometown hero with Jimmy Allen, uh, right? And you've got the new album coming up in about two months, but uh, obviously things are different during the pandemic. Uh, how how has working with the band been over these past nine months? Uh, it's been mostly remote. We don't see each other anywhere near as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the exception of the show that we did in Atlanta, and then a few other things that we did more this summer. Um, you know, it, it really slowed down after the Atlanta thing, but, um, you know, it's a lot of talking and, you know, strategizing about, you know, what, what music we're going to put out, when the album's going to come out and how we're going to promote it and, you know, a lot of that stuff. And that's, you know, that keeps you busy too. For sure. Oh, well, how'd the Atlanta show go? That was excellent. Yeah. Um, I felt completely safe there. They tested everybody backstage as we came in that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, all negative tests, you know, in the crowd, you know, they're socially distanced and they're spread out, but even though they're spread out, it still feels like a full crowd out there to me. Yeah. So, um, and, and it just felt really good to get back on the bike again. Now, were there a lot of like, like <laughs> car horn honks after songs? Was that what went down? No, no, it... no, no, no. This wasn't in cars. This was in pods. They were oh, in, uh, pods. They, they, yeah, they were all separated by bicycle racks. Nice. And they had, uh, and they had, you know, the, the pod police. I guess you could call them uh, out there. You know, making sure people didn't mingle. Yeah. Uh, in between each other's pods. So nice. Nice. So it, it just it just felt like a really spread out crowd. Right. Well, I mean, you know, when it got darker, you look towards the back and all you see are heads. And I'm like, well, that could be, you know, a full crowd. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it felt really good. For sure. I don't doubt it. Well, uh, let's let's take the listeners back. You, you and Trevor uh, came to Nashville uh, from Birmingham, Alabama, and you guys Correct. were in a in a rock group before you came to Nashville. But what initially got you specifically into music and, and what got you into bass because i've had bass players on the show that chose bass and then i've had bass players that were more or less like exiled to bass did the bass choose right. you or did you choose the bass it it kind of chose me so you know kids i think start really playing guitar a lot when they're around 12 years old your hands kind of get big enough to where you can actually do it right yeah and all my friends were playing guitar and like starting to form bands and talking about it you know mm-hmm. you know school every day and I'm like, well, you know, no one, no one's playing bass guitar, and I want to be in a band, so I probably should play something other than guitar. <laughs> and it was either it was either that or drums. Yeah. And I asked my parents for Christmas for a, a bass guitar or a steel string guitar, which I, I don't even really know what that that really means. I think I wanted to play like uh, that. I think it was that White Zombie song where they're they're slide guitar guitaring a lot. Nice. Uh, 
uh, what's that one? More human than human. Yeah, on Astro. Like, uh, yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I want, I want to play that kind of stuff. Nice. And, um, Sweet. And so they got me a bass guitar. They probably figured that would be like better than the drum set. Or, quiet. Yeah. Um, most. Yeah, most a quiet. little quieter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so I uh, took some lessons, and then I remember I really started getting pretty decent at it when I learned the entire Rage Against the Machine self-titled album oh. when I was like in eighth grade. Just nice. sitting there rocking out to it every yeah. I mean that was like that's kind of like the turning point where I was like, you know what, this is what I really want to do. Yeah, well, you got yeah. that awesome too at the start of the bump, 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 bump. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're just there. So many great bass lines um, in that album, and it kind of shaped the way I play. I think very nice, very nice. Well, so you and Trevor, like I said, went to Nashville, and you went to you went to Belmont. Be honest, before you and Trevor left, were you like, were you anticipating or like, okay, so we'll go to Nashville under the cover of going to college, but obviously after like a week or two, we'll be discovered as amazing musicians and we'll become musical legends and that's how it'll end. Wait, or what? did you actually just think, yeah, we're going to go to college, we'll play some music and it'll be fun? No, I mean, it was it was the focus, but we weren't, you know disillusioned or naive enough to think that you know it's just going to happen overnight um it's just we really wanted to meet you know musicians that we thought you know could could hang i mean at our high school we were pretty pretty good and we were a pretty yeah. good high school band right yeah and it was hard to find like another really strong guitar player a really strong drummer mm-hmm. and that was as committed as we were so we kind of wanted to go to belmont and find other people who committed to you know um you know making a band and making a career out of it nice and and we and we found Spencer like immediately, and then you know we have one drummer who had to leave for ROTC, but we immediately you know re- replaced him with Tyler, our current drummer, who also went to the same high school with us. He was a little bit younger. Um, and then uh, we met Wes at a house party playing fish songs, um, <laughs> and and just kind of you know like I mean I was I was an English minor, you know I didn't prepare it. I was like you know if this doesn't work out, I can always go to law school, but I can always do that later. Yeah. And so right out of college, it was just like dive right in and give it all you got. And so we started booking shows outside of Nashville and then, you know, Nashville started paying attention and we started selling out some stuff and then we met our manager and, you know, I mean, it it took years of of progress. Oh yeah. Um, But it's just, you know, one little baby step at a time. And before you know it, you've moved really far. Now, now I got to ask, cause I noticed, uh, I, I saw you mention meeting, uh, Wes and Tyler at, at different house parties. Now, did you right? Did, were you playing at those parties, or were you just like running so, into those guys? Wes, Wes was a run-in kind of thing. I think Trevor was the only one that jammed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, he's a phenomenal uh, keyboard player. Yeah, and it was very, very apparent that we needed some, you know, extra tone in our music, and he 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 fit in right away. Um, yeah, and then Tyler, uh, Tyler was in another like heavy metal band called Valerian, mm. and. When we knew that our drummer was uh, leaving to go fly helicopters in Iraq, shout out Dave Swan. Uh, they, uh, um, my sister had called me and said, "Tommy, you need to see this guy Tyler Ritter. He's in my grade uh, from high school, and he's really good. And he just started at Belmont. And you got to go find him." And I found <laughs> out that he was in the Bel- uh, yeah, I found out that he was in the Belmont Rock Ensemble, and I was like, "We got to have this guy." Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, he was just you know, smashing them. Just, yeah. just, it just so technical and just creative with what he was playing and, and spot on. I was like, this guy's really good. Nice. Um, so slowly but surely, we somewhat poached him from his, uh, his <laughs> other band. And, uh, <laughs> and we were complete. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you kept the same same group uh, since then. Um, yeah. Now, before that, before you met and 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 you know uh, poached <laughs> poached to use uh, uh, your word there with Tyler, uh, you guys, I heard you Spencer and and Trevor were like actually like backing up a, a rap group before. Yes, we were. Uh, no, not now. Yeah, they were. Is they still to, are they still together? The rap group. I don't think so. I, I think they're pretty separate. I don't even know if they're doing rap anymore. Oh, man. But uh, I know. Well, so Tr- Spencer was helping make the tracks for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was actually like to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which was just hilarious and so much fun to play. <laughs> um, and also like, you know, Belmont's a Christian school and some of their lyrics were like pretty dirty and they just flew <laughs> over the head of, of all <laughs> of all the, you know, administrative people. But yeah, their name was, uh, there was Blaze and there was Knowledge. Nice. Uh, Blaze, Blaze is from uh, St. Louis. And knowledge is from Atlanta. A lot of good rappers from both those cities, actually. St. Louis. Oh and, yeah, St. Louis and Atlanta, definitely strong strongholds. Uh, did, have you Big ever time. have you ever thought about like inviting them back on a Moon Taxi, uh, you know, gig and be like, guys, hit it, let's blaze back up there, spit the knowledge. You let's know, go. <laughs> I'm sure Spencer has. Um, <laughs> he, he keeps in touch with them a lot. He was a lot closer, and he keeps in touch with them a lot more than I do. Nice. Um, I, th- I think yeah, it should actually, happen. I, I think it should happen. Yeah, I've actually, I've, yeah, I've just actually gotten to know some of the rappers here in Nashville. There's, there's actually a pretty good pool of talent of that here. It's a, I stand by because you might be, you might be hearing a lot more about it sooner or later. Oh, I don't, I, I don't doubt it. it uh, Nashville's exploding in, in every scene, basically. I mean, every music scene. Yes! Well, you guys are vets of Nashville. I mean, you guys have been there now for what all, uh, 18 years you and uh you and uh, Trevor have uh oh yeah it's uh it's a music city it's also a food city now yeah i've i've asked probably i don't know i th- i think like we're up to like i don't know 20 artists from Nashville uh, or something like that but i've asked every single one of them if i come to Nashville where should i eat so if I ask you, mm. and I've got one night, and I say, just give me what you're feeling, and it doesn't have to be the best restaurant, but right now, what are you feeling? Where would I eat? Where would I need to go eat? Is it, well, let's let's start here. Is it free? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to oh, pay. Oh, it's free. Okay. Yeah, I'd go to Bourbon Steak, then. It's at the top of the, uh, mm. the um, JW Marriott. It's got a beautiful view. Wow. Um, the steak is just like out of, out of control steak. Um, wow. Um, yeah, that place is phenomenal, and I hope they're not a chain. I don't think they are. Um, and, <laughs> It'd be uh, so cliche but, uh, saying a chain. And Come then, on. <laughs> and then I actually just saw this guy that, that I've, I've met a few times. Sean, he runs a uh, Husk and the Cradies in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. But he also uh, they have a Husk here that's also just fantastic. It's I'm assuming it's the same type menu as they have in Charleston, and. It, I wouldn't skip out on that one either. That's crazy. It, it amazes me. Both both actually Nashville and Charleston, no matter how many musicians I have from both cities, I always get new places almost every single right. time. Like it's I can ask that question and get forty different restaurants and all of and then the ones that I actually try are still amazing. Like it's not like I go to the restaurant I'm like, oh, that wasn't that good. Nope. When I actually go, I'm like, I mean, Man, that was good. Wow. Well, what Nashville's known for is hot chicken. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I, like, I hate to throw three at you. Pepper Fire's been closed. They're remodeling. That's my favorite one. Mm. Um, but, you know, obviously Hattie B's or Bolton's. Yeah, um, I was about to say, last week we actually had uh, Tony Esterly, who's a producer down in Nashville, and he, he recommended Bolton's. That was his first experience yeah, in the hot chicken. And I've, n- I've never had Bolton's. I've had hot chicken, but I haven't yeah. had Bolton's. Now, have you heard the story on why hot chicken can be? I I I I think so. About as far as uh, the the wife being angry at the husband. Yes, yes. Yeah. She tried to make him some super <laughs> spicy food to pay him back, and he goes, "This is amazing. You got to make this every night." <laughs> I so. feel I feel like uh, I would have been punished with that because there are definitely some hot chickens that get too hot for me. That I'm like, this is this is past my limit. I can't I can't handle it. But most of them. Definitely delicious. Definitely. I've been wor- I've been working on my limit for about fifteen years now. So, <laughs> uh. well, so besides food, you guys though are also like I, I've I've noticed you know looking on the social media and whatnot, you guys are big Nashville sports fans, like Predators, yeah. Yeah. Titans. You guys are all in. Uh, what What do you think about the Titans this year? How do you think they're they're well, doing? Well, see. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have mixed feelings because I actually went to the game last weekend and I was feeling pretty good about it. And yeah. Then, you know, I saw I saw again this week we were leading mm-hmm. uh, with six minutes to go in the third quarter and we had the ball and somehow we lost by 21 points. <laughs> and, and and I'm just like, I, I can't even remember exactly how that went down. Now, I understand you're in Jacksonville and probably a lot of your listeners are too. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that we can agree on, we don't have to get into the whole Jaguars thing. Um, but <laughs> well, they're pretty, we both, they're pretty horrible this year. We can agree on that too. That's yeah, y'all have, y'all have your year every now and then it, it, it comes out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but we both can probably agree on our, you know, our, uh, uh our joint disdain for the, the, the Colts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I hate that team as much as I hate Auburn. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide, baby. I, yeah. I have I have no allegiance in that feud. Right. Well, I, I usually side. I'll be honest. I'll side with uh, Alabama more than than Auburn. Thank but, you. But it's just it's, you know I don't I don't have either really that much. It's it's fun to watch though. It's fun to see the hatred between between the the two sides in that one for sure. When I moved I moved to Birmingham from uh, Atlanta when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and my dad had already started working in Birmingham a little bit. And he came home and he said, "Everybody keeps asking me like, who are you going to pull for? Who are you going to pull for?" So you, you have to like pick when you move there. Yeah, and it just kind of sticks. It sticks with you. And then my sister went to school there, and you know her kids all all their initials are RTR. So uh, <laughs> you know for roll title. So yeah. Uh, it's it's deep in the it's deep in the family I, now. I would say I would say it's not to that level. Well, it might actually be to that level. I went so I went to grad school at USC, South Carolina, and when I first went there, like I, like everybody I would talk to would just be like, "So, do you hate Clemson a lot?" And I would just be like, <laughs> I, "I I mean, not really. I don't really care." And they're like, "No, you have to hate them." And I was just like, yeah. why? And then I'll be honest, when, when Dabo actually started coaching, it was a little easier to, to hate him. Now now I yeah. can. Oh, yeah. It's, a little, bit, it's uh, a little bit easier than it was when I first started at USC. I was like, I don't, 
Really care. You know, he's he, he's a, you know, you can hate him, but you got to respect him. He's a really good coach. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, good Lord. And, he, he, they, they used to be known as Clemsoning, and they've completely changed that around to never losing. So, you know, I mean. Right, exactly. <laughs> we did an event in, um, uh, I guess, Scottsdale, Arizona for the national championship when it was Clemson, Alabama. We got the good game. Um, nice. And watched Alabama just crush, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, um, gotta get that we, in. But see, yeah. like, but see, like, we've had, we've had, we did, we played the game seven, uh, for the Predators, mm-hmm. uh, against, I forgot who they were playing, but we lost first ever game seven to go to the Stanley Cup. Mm. And, uh, I think it was going to the Stanley Cup. First ever game seven in, in, you know, Bridgestone, uh, Predators hit history. Yeah. And we lost. And everybody, <laughs> And a lot of people on Twitter and whatnot were saying, Moon Taxi, it's all their fault. No, oh, come on. Like, well, uh, well, I'm like, Cheryl Crow sang the national anthem. <laughs> you know, maybe it was her fault. It was her Eddie fault. Eddie George was the hype man. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's Eddie's fault. You know, and, I, and then really, I was like, we're the only thing that played well that day. Good confidence. Yeah. I like that you didn't break it. <laughs> I like that you, I, I would have probably just believed the Twitter fans if I was them. I was like, oh, no, we have ruined it. No. <laughs> yeah, we jinxed it. We jinxed the whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but. Let me uh, get back to to music because I completely derailed from music. Uh, So getting back on music, uh, you guys came out with uh, Melodica all all the way back in 2007. And your sound has evolved a bunch since then. I mean, I think there's a lot of it that's like the evolution of just artists growing up. But was there was there person uh, purposeful change in there that like you guys sat down and said, "Hey, we're gonna change our sound. We're gonna make it more this or that." Or was it just organic over the years through the albums? You know, like so. So back then, we were we were very much like a jam band, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, it's hard to make a jam band record. Um, just that people can like sing to and relate to, yeah. you know, I mean, you can, you, you can dance to it, but, um, you know, we wanted to keep some elements of that because, you know, everybody's, you know, pretty talented on their, on their, you know, respective music, uh, 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 instrument. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, you know, it just kind of wasn't working the way we thought it would. We, we went on this tour. We've affectionately called the Zaz tour. And, uh, you know, there was like four to 10 people everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but then we came back to, ne- but we, we wrote all these new songs and they were like, we, we kind of need to pivot because yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of, of actual performance going on as much as working on new songs and, and pivoting a little bit and being like, you know, we can, we can be a little bit edgier than that. Yeah. And, and that kind of just kind of kept going and, you know, and we still can jam out our, our, our songs that are just better songs though. You know, yeah. like they're, I mean, you, you just, more well-rounded and, and crafted songs than what you would find in Melodica. And then live, you can take them to a different place. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, because I mean, I've, I've definitely seen videos of you guys still taking the songs out from the newer stuff for for a ride, basically going out there and, and playing them for, you know, 10 minutes or, or longer, just expanding on yeah, them. Just, yeah, I mean, just because we record them a certain way doesn't mean that we can't, you know, that they can't live on and, and be a you know a, a, something that just keeps changing. Yeah. Um, like 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 Dave Matthews Band's a great example. Like he's got you know these great big hit songs, um, but the reason he's as big as he is now is because he's got this cult following. Yeah. Uh, because he changes the songs up all the time. Yeah. 
Because um, basically, so, on on stage, he's the modern day Grateful Dead of just let's go, let's go for a ride and jam yeah, out. And yeah, I mean, they have a little practice a practice room every time uh, they have a show. Mm-hmm. and work out something different so nice well you you guys like you said you you tour a lot you play a lot uh well not during covid obviously nope. but before uh all kinds yeah, of festivals uh Maine right. to california and i i i which i mean i gotta imagine all kinds of interesting stories have happened but i did hear one story that like made me stop where you you said you met a guy in memphis with a lamborghini i, I, I don't know yeah, I don't know how you knew. I knew you were going there. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, got you well, got to tell um, me a little bit more about that story. Well, I, I don't know what what I was thinking. Uh, we we're about to play. We we're going on like thirty minutes. This guy pulls up in a Lamborghini, lets a guy out. I said, "Yo, you can park that right here." Like right in front of me, like <laughs> acting like it's mine. Yeah. And he go, he goes, "You want a ride?" And I get in the car, and uh, he says, "You're the bravest white boy I ever met." <laughs> and he and he and he smiles, and he takes off down this you know, two lane road that had speed bumps on it. He's going like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> like, and this, like speed, speed limit is probably 30. Yeah. And then, and then I, I couldn't get my seatbelt on. I was <laughs> terrified because <laughs> the seat, the, the seatbelt was all locked up. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally he gets like a mile down the road, hits a stop sign. He goes, I said, dude, you can take me back. You can take me back. And he goes, no, nah, man, you effed up. You're with me now. I'm like, oh, my God. Takes off again. I'm like, oh, my God. And then, for some reason, he turns around and takes me back real slowly. Lets me out. And that was it. Just, I mean, uh, all right. it, 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 the, whole point, the whole point was just to scare the crap out of me. Um, it worked, though, so, right? Oh No, I was shaking. I was, and then I had to go on stage right then. I would grab my bass. I'm literally shaking as I'm standing on stage. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have freaked me out too. I probably would have not even been able to find the seatbelt since it was a Lamborghini. What is this? Is there some kind of emergency strap? I don't know. Oh, God. It, it, it you know you know I mean it like locked up and then someone else said that every one of those speed bumps he was hitting you were seeing sparks fly out the bottom of it. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> which I don't doubt uh, going a hundred on that road. Uh, yeah, well. Along with the Wacky Joyride, you guys have been lucky to play a, like most of all the late night shows. Conan, Letterman, Seth Meyers, Jimmy yep. Kimmel. Which which one was the uh, coolest yeah. for you? Which were you the most well, the, excited about? The the coolest guy was Jimmy. Uh, nice talking to him backstage. Yeah, he was he was just like just a cool dude. You yeah. Know? Um, and then Seth Seth was extremely nice, extremely outgoing. Um, mm-hmm. Letterman, we didn't see it all. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, also he he duped me for the handshake at the end. Oh, uh, no. Which is just, hor- no, it's horribly embarrassing. And when my parents thought, my dad called me, he goes, Tom, you shake a man's hand, you shake his hand. I'm like, well, you didn't see what he did. <laughs> he turns toward me. Like, he'd already shaken Wes's hand. And yeah. kind of all over. Then he turns to me uh-huh. and puts his hand down and drops it and watches me put my hand up. It's like, oh my oh, God, he did that. Man. He, knew, he, he, he knew it was our first time on national TV and, you know, he was going to, he was going to do that to us. Oh man. So. And now, and now he, <laughs> but, he's not on air anymore. So you could, you could make up for it. You can't go back now. No, I can't. Oh. No, he doesn't, he doesn't care at all. Oh, um, and then, and then, and then Conan was also like super cool. Um, for sure. Um, Conan's room, they uh, they have everybody in the same like holding room, so like you're mingling with the other uh, 
actors. Yeah. Um, you know, like the whole, he, guests, he just wants yeah. everybody. Yeah. He wants everybody to be together. Yeah. Um, who was on with you guys? Uh, uh God, I don't know. I'm not good with actors names. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys is in Wolf of Wall Street. He's got the brown hair. Um, mm. he was also in Walking Dead the first season, but he gets killed. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, Brody from Homeland was another one. Nice. The, the weirdest interaction with, with those folks I had was, um, we had like a five-star general on with us uh, <laughs> for Letterman. For Letterman, and there's this tiny elevator you ride up to the studio, and like I'm about to get in, and I guess they were coming up from the the, the next floor or floor below us, and I'm like, I'll get the next one. I'm like, no, no, come on in. And so here I am, just crammed in there with like all these military people, <laughs> and this gigantic guy. I go hi, and he goes hello. That was it. <laughs> like, oh my god! You were like, oh, you sound like a very entertaining guest. He's gonna have here. Yes, nice. Well, just, well, just like, well, I think he was. It was like Veterans Day, maybe, or something like mm. that. But you know, just, just thinking about all of the, the serious consequences of the actions and choices that he's made. <laughs> I'm just like. You I'm going to jam like, some tunes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, anything I've ever worried about is nothing to this guy. Uh, well, which is probably why he had such a serious hello. It would be a little weird. Yes, exactly. If he was like, what's exactly. up, man? Hop in. Let's yeah. go. What? I'm a little worried no. about our country now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just happy-go-lucky five-star general right here. <laughs> well, are there any like talk shows, like uh, late-night, daytime, that you would really like to do that like i mean obviously i know that's not why you're making music but is there one that you're like that would be awesome if we could play that i would love to do ellen mm. and i would love to sit down and be interviewed by her nice. and then have her have someone pop something out of one of those boxes and get the crap <laughs> out of me and that needs to happen. Yes, Ellen's been Ellen's been on a downward trend. Hopefully, she can get back. She's been her name's been dragged through the mud there a little bit. Apparently, she's been I, treating people around she, the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, people talk. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a thing too. You know, like all the musicians here in general, uh, mm -hmm. there, there are some you know there are some weird interactions that happen. Um, but most people understand that you have to be nice to everybody. Yeah. Because, like, they'll talk, and then the, your reputation will get dragged like that. So most people are, are very friendly. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. For everybody that I've met, I've got to say, yes. Nashville is usually a pretty friendly town, i got to say. It's, it's a good place. Well, let, uh, now that I've completely went away from music again, let me go back real quick. We, we talked about albums, and you guys are up on your sixth studio album, That Silver Dream, that's coming out. Uh now, correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty much all the other albums have been produced by Spencer, except for Daybreaker. Right. Now, you uh, guys... Now produced with, by yeah, you guys went with Jakir King for Daybreaker. Yeah. Now, what, yep. what made you go back? Like, was that just one of those things like, you know what, we haven't tried an outside producer, let's do it. And then afterwards, you were just like, you know what, we, we like the in-house with Spencer better. Well, so... Um one, Spencer is, is phenomenal at producing records, right? Um, yeah. Hats off, hats off to him. For sure. But what one thing that we needed was um, to see how, how a real professional uh, can do it. Mm -hmm. And we learned a lot from Jakir and made friends with him. And, you know, we still, you know, use some of his... Um, um, Get a little you know, tricks of the trade. You know, yeah, he, well, he's got a little studio down in Franklin that we use. And, like, yeah, and Spencer still does some work with him. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, you know, it's, it's with that relationship is not gone. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's still there. It's just we kind of handle it in house now. Yeah. Um, 
but that but daybreaker was such a great experience i mean just all these little tricks that jakir has and um you know his professionalism um and the, his hard work too i mean when he's making a record he's in there from you know eight in the morning to nine at night ten at night uh six days a week for, man you know for six six weeks i think is how long we did that one wow that's um, yeah, that was that. That was some of the harder work I've had to do in my life. Uh, it really was. It was. It was hard work for six weeks straight. I don't doubt. Well, I mean, you know, if you're going nine, ten hours in a day, nonstop, gets gets going, man. The, and, well, it's and it's it, it's that, but it's also you know just like hardcore focus. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and analyzing and and you know, just and then there's you know there's some downtime in between, uh, but even then you're still focused on something else. You know, maybe the song for the next day or whatnot. Um, what part you're going to play? It was a swap. Well, do you ever? Do you ever? When you when you step like step away from doing it for that long, like if you go back and listen to to Daybreaker, do you hear some things that you're like, "What were you thinking when we got?" Because like sometimes I feel like you get so focused on the 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 particulars that when you step back, it doesn't make sense. Has that ever happened, or do, are you still like when you go back and listen to it, you're like, "Yeah, that." That was what we wanted. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's you kind of that's a snapshot of where you were at that time, right? Yeah. Do I think that like maybe now I could make some better baselines than I did back then? Of course, mm. but um, but that's where we were then. Yeah. You know, so and and it's still a, a you know good product out there, and I yeah. think a lot of people like it. We made a lot of fans with it, and uh, we still play a bunch of the songs. So for sure, I mean, one of my friends, one of my friends here text me all the time that he's listening to year zero again i'm like yo dude like that I, that's a great one but we got a bunch of new stuff we, like we had uh, some new albums yeah. after that if you want to listen right. to those right so <laughs> well speaking of those new albums uh you know the album after that uh let the record play you guys had the single mm -hmm. too high and this song mm -hmm. was just insanely popular like I mean, mm -hmm. on Spotify, you guys now have 140 million streams just on Spotify on that one right. song. And I mean, you know, you put together all the streams of our 200 shows, and I'm pretty sure you'd have like one thousandth of that. So like, right. it's crazy. This I like. I'm always interested in asking an artist when you guys wrote that. Did you guys look at each other and go? This is gonna be huge. Did you have any no. idea? No, we, we we knew it was a good song. We did not see that that level of uh, explosion come from it. Um, it it's so when we put it out in, in uh, on Spotify, mm -hmm. we you know we had no label or anything. Mm -hmm. um, we were just like, well, we, we just hope something hits. Yeah. Put that put that song up for the rest of the album, and for whatever reason, in Norway and Sweden, but especially Norway, it really took off. Mm. And Spotify, back then at least. Um, all the streaming services look towards Norway and Scandinavia because that's where I think Sweden's where Spotify was born. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's the most mature of the audiences out there. They're used to using it. Yeah. And if it's blowing up over there, it'll blow up everywhere else. And sure enough, it did. And, and then we had every record label pretty much in the world calling about it. Man. Um, that so, yeah. That's, that's, cr I always wonder. Cause like, I mean, it's one of those things. It's gotta be frustrating, obviously as an artist, you probably think you have better songs than that song, and you had no idea that it was gonna hit that hard. And all of a sudden, you're just like, "Oh, well, that was it. I don't. I think we can do better yeah. than that. Like we can." No, had, <laughs> yeah, I think we have done better than that. You know, there's there, we're holding one back here uh, on this new record that's phenomenal. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, we were actually talked about it this morning. Uh, video work for it and stuff. So very nice. There, there's a lot. To, there, there's a lot to look forward to here. Very nice. Well, let, let's let's talk about that. The the most recent release you guys had was that re-release of Hometown Hero, uh, and you guys added in Jimmy Allen. And it's a little country right. to it. There's a banjo and there's a mandolin. I, I watched Spencer actually he gave a little insight to his production right. on Instagram. Uh, wh- why did you guys decide to go back and and you know re-release that with Jimmy on it? Well, I've so I've always wanted to have um, some type of country, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, country. Um, Tinge. Uh, what do you call it? Um, flare yeah well just well yeah just like have someone come join us for a little bit um and uh you know you know like sing back up on something just some yeah. kind of um you know teamwork mm-hmm. and hometown heroes i thought was the perfect song to do it on uh because it lended itself to maybe getting in the country world a little bit yeah and i feel like there's a, there's a whole lot of audience there especially here in nashville that, that love country music but also like us yeah and it just kind of makes sense to try and just put a, put a little toe in that water and just you know, see if some of the, the country fans come over and check out our other music. Nice, nice. Well, it definitely it definitely came out a good blend. I think of both because you just you you've got. I mean, there's definitely you feel Moon Taxi in it, but at the same time, you got a little something new in there, and obviously with Jimmy's voice, a little bit a uh, little bit right. different and on then, there. And then Spencer. Uh... <laughs> Spencer changed up the solo at the end and put a country twang on it. Yeah. And when I first heard that, I, I, I could not stop laughing because I was like, <laughs> Spencer, it, it's so funny because like, you know, you, here in Nashville, you know what that sounds like. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, oh, I need to do a country solo. No problem. And just immediately put on that hat and <laughs> and gave, laid down a country solo that is just so perfect. Yeah, it's nice, man. It came out sounding so good. Listeners need to check it out. Um but the last thing on the music, you like like we we're talking about new album Silver Dream coming out uh, January twenty sixth, and on Apple you can already see the track titles, which I always like, and I like to just oh, think, right. I like to just think about which one I'm gonna like the most, and I think I have to say I'm guessing Live for It is that is, I love that song yeah okay. I love that song yeah good um, nice yeah I love that song um, is that your I favorite on the album the um. Uh, you know, I don't want to pick a favorite. I love them yeah. all in different ways. Yeah, um, for but, sure. Um, um, but there, there are a couple that I think are gonna um, really, really resonate with people. Nice. Um, a lot more so than, than a lot of our, our, our previous records. Um, I think "Say" in particular is a really good one. Um, nice. And uh, "Take Take the Edge Off" I like a lot. Um, yeah, and then "Live For It" I love too. So nice, um, you picked a good one. Now, now with the album, are there any? Would you say any? You know, changes from the last album as far as music? Did you approach it differently? Anything uh, that's sort of you know progressed there, or evolved? There, uh, no, there, so we worked with a couple different producers on different songs, just mm-hmm. like not not fully, yeah, but just to help you know draw draw out a different kind of feel for us. So uh, you know, you'll probably see the credits there when they when it's all said and done. Um, um, but yeah, there, there's it, it's it's mostly the same, just a little bit of extra uh, production work. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I've got just a couple questions, not music related, Thanksgiving related, and then one just outside of the box. I saw when you're talking okay. to Dave Schools there in an interview, he asked you if uh, you could choose three people to eat with 
alive or dead. One of them was Teddy Roosevelt. Is Teddy your yeah. favorite president? <laughs> uh, he's definitely one of them. Teddy, so Teddy Roosevelt, he was giving a speech uh, like back in like 1902 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He gets shot during yeah. the speech. There's an assassination attempt on him. He gets yeah. shot, and he finishes the speech. Yeah. I'm like, that level of toughness is someone that I'd like to you know get to know and, and learn a little bit more about. Um, oh, it's wild. I think that's pretty cool. I'll, I wrote a paper on him in fifth grade too, so he—he's you know, my first real experience of, of learning about a a, a president. Not nah, well, um, he's a—he's so, a good one to so, go with for sure. Right? No, and I, I liked him a lot. And then uh, FDR also, I think, was fantastic. Both Roosevelts, nice, nice. I Teddy, uh, that 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 story gets me because he like if you read the transcript of the speech he literally is like uh ladies and gentlemen i just got shot so i may be a little bit quiet (laughs) and like just just announces it like my bad like it's insane wow yeah it's i didn't i didn't i have not read that you know he was also a boxer uh yeah pretty cool so but he, um, it was all basically because he was such a weak child. He had illnesses and everything. He was trying to build it up and just overcome and not be afraid of it. And I got to say, he did an amazing job at it. He he really yeah. uh, overcame it for sure. I I tried to think. I cut it down to three for me. I'm going John Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses is the biggest wild card of that. I know a lot of people are like, whoa, what? Best president? Yeah. Trust me, you yeah, read you, his biography, you'll get with him. You'll get with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably come off of that that lunch pretty buzzed. Um, <laughs> well, that's another miss. Uh, you know, like that's a misconception about Grant was that everybody thought he was a big alcoholic, and really there was only one phase of his life where he let that pretty much consume him. When he was out in the West, he was stationed in California. Anyways. I, I could go. You know on. a lot about this. You know a lot more about this than I do. <laughs> but uh, since we're on the Thanksgiving special, tell me favorite Thanksgiving dish. If you could have anything for Thanksgiving, doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving Day actual food. What would you have if you could have anything? Anything? Well, okay. So let's just start here. Thanksgiving is uh, my second favorite holiday behind uh, the Fourth of July. Nice. Um, and so I would definitely go with the Thanksgiving food. Um, mm. In particular, I love my mom's uh, cheese potatoes. Cheese potatoes. That does sound good. Yeah. You can't go wrong with those two things. Cheese and potatoes is pretty much no. win-win. Yes! That's for sure. You can, ask any, you can ask any other member of my band what my favorite food is, and they'll tell you it's a potato. <laughs> well, you're right in line with my mom. That's her favorite, too. So there you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, best lifetime Thanksgiving Day memory. What's the best one you got? Oh, man. Um, probably probably at my grandmother's house mm-hmm. uh, when I was about 18. Um, I don't know if this is a good one or not, but <laughs> I, I, used, I used to have a, a lip piercing. I'd have to hide that from them. Mm. So I'd wear, a ba- I'd, I'd wear a Band-Aid over it while we're eating Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem yeah. very like hiding it. That seems like drawing attention to it. Well, she'd say, "What happened?" I said, "I cut myself shaving." Like, okay. Um, <laughs> now, so so your your parents knew, but your grandma didn't. So the so you just covered it up with the band aid for the grandma, or was it for both the parents and the grandma? No, it's for it's for the grandparents. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and the, the reason was was because it was fresh and you couldn't take it out yet. Right. Um, okay. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, cut myself shaving. That looks like there's a ring under there. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. yeah. 
<laughs> well, Tommy, we are against a break, man, but I want to thank you for being on the 200th episode, joining us today. It's been a pleasure, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, and uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, listeners, you can check out all things Moon Taxi at ridethemoontaxi.com, or you can follow them on Spotify, at Moon Taxi, or Instagram, moon underscore taxi. Let's take a listen to that new version of Hometown Hero with Jimmy Allen right here on the Doc G Show. Here we go way back Where we started from We were hometown heroes High enough for everyone Here we go way back Where we started from Oh, we used to say It's one for all and all for One by one They went their ways Some stayed close And others fade away These men on what they seem The house I knew Was it all a dream Here we go way back Where we started from We were hometown heroes High enough for everyone Here we go way back Where we started from Oh, we used to say It's one for all and all And we are back. 
here on the Doc G Show. Moon Taxi! <laughs> Boom. Tommy. Tommy coming in hot. Yep. I mean, he, he, he tried to play it down, but you could tell. He was super excited that he was on the 200th episode. Oh, yeah. He was fired totally. up that it was the Thanksgiving totally. special. I mean, he's in company with Andy Frasco, with Keb Moe, with Blackberry Smoke. I mean, come on. Girl, come on. Come on. Girl, come on. We bring out the big guest. Yes. We bring out the big guest on the Thanksgiving Day special. My goodness. Yeah. I, could, I mean, my goodness there, Dave. It can't get better than that. We got to talk food. No. We got to talk music. We got to talk sports. I mean, geez, just all kinds Presidents, of stuff. Presidents, everything. Presidents. Presidents. Now, I'll give it to him. Uh, you know, Roosevelt, it's, it's sort of like, I think I've told you this, Dave. Uh, you mm. know, my, my favorite organ of the body huh? is, the, is the liver, right? Um, it's, it's, it's the dark horse of the body. Like nobody appreciates it, but it does so much. All, all the, your liver functions. Yeah. Right, right. If, if yeah. we don't have a liver, you die instantly. It's cleaning everything for, well, not instantly, but it won't take too long before you die. Um, mm. you know, and it's, I feel like it's unappreciated. I feel like that's a little bit like my picks for president there. I mean, John <laughs> Adams was a, was a single-term uh, president. People didn't really appreciate him that much. Ulysses S. Grant got a little rolled up in scandals and other things. People didn't really appreciate him. Now, Lincoln, that's not a dark horse. That's, a, nah. that's, that's up top. Front you know? runner. Yeah. yeah. Like, but see, that's equivalent. Like his Roosevelt pick, that's equivalent to like saying your favorite organ's the heart or the brain. Like you're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. That's obvious. Like, like Roosevelt is. Like he's just that guy that he's the American spirit. He's loud. He's annoying. But he wins at a lot of things. And you're just like, all right. Well, he is pretty good. Man. All right. And he's like, can't, can't, can't hate on him for that. Well, we can. <laughs> we know. I have hater tendencies. We but won't. I won't. Exactly. Yeah. There you go, Dave. Anyways, my goodness, guys. You need to check out their new album coming out very soon. Silver Dream coming out in January. Do Super it. excited to hear it. Oh, my goodness. We heard two songs off of it today. Well... One of them is a remake of one of the songs that will be coming off Hometown Heroes there with Jimmy Allen. Uh, I don't think they'll have the remake of that on the uh, album. It will be the original Hometown Heroes, but sweet, nonetheless, get out there, listen to it. They're all on Spotify. They are fantastic. Thank you again. Can't thank Tommy enough for making our 200th episode a fantastic show. Yes, sir. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. Okay, Dave. You know what time it is. Shoe and tell, baby. Let's go. Shoe and tell. Now, I got a curveball coming your way this time. I got a curveball. Oh. Now, Ooh. it's uh, it's not... It, I mean, it is a Jordan, but it's still a mm -hmm. curveball. So, mm -hmm. I've got, for the 26th edition, this is 26er here, I have got mm. the Jordan Spizikes custom oh. made. Custom oh, you did a Spizikes. Ni a Nike ID? A Nike ID on the Spizikes. Yes, oh, indeed. Nice. Now, for the folks wow. out there that do not know the Spizikes, they are a tribute to the character Mars Blackman that Spike Lee mm -hmm. played. Uh, obviously, from the Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing, but also in the Jordan commercials, I would say he 
he became more famous for the Jordan commercials than the Do the Right Thing, even though Do the Right Thing is an amazing movie. But um, Mars advertised the threes, the fours, the fives, the sixes, and then he made a comeback all the way down the road at the 20s. So the Spizikes are a mixture of all of those together. Three, four, five, sixes, yes. and twenties. Uh, now, I'm you know, when I when I customize a shoe, Dave. I go pretty, I go pretty clean usually. Plain. Yeah, I like to go clean. So they're white with a lot of accents mm-hmm. of black. That's pretty much it. I've got black uh. and white. Yeah, I like I like to go clean on it. And uh, I'll say that I personalized it, not with Gordon or anything with like that. I probably should have gone Air Gordon, but I went with Swag uh, King did. instead. Went Swag, Swag King. Swag King. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Air yes. Gordon, though, should be on all of your Jordans. It needs they to be sh- written somewhere on all of them. They should be, but I would devalue all of them with that if I just like wrote it in with a Sharpie. But yes. if I could custom ID all of them, yes. Yes. So 20, 26... These would be the Spizikes. Now, I like I said, I didn't play a lot of basketball in these, but these were a gym shoe. I'd hit up the gym. I'd do some fitness in these things. That's right. Uh, they're, right. They're, they're pretty comfortable. I like them. Um, and like My I said, my brother had a pair. He 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 wore them to the ground. They're a they're a really good shoe. I mean, like you said, the components of you know a few three, fours, fives, Jordans. and sixes, man. Like so, I mean, I mean, how can you be wrong? Exactly. I mean, like that's the height of Jordans right there. So, anyways, I made them back in 2013. So they're seven years on these IDs. Pretty nice. Nice. Pretty nice. Okay. Last birthday suit. Are you ready? Ooh, let's go. Number okay. three. Here we go. So, I'm giving you a 96%. Okay. Uh, born on November 25th, 1976 in Chicago, Illinois. From a young age, our birthday suit will wear love football. He went to Carmel High School, was on the football mm-hmm. team with several future NFL players. And in addition, mm-hmm. he was on the basketball team with Antoine Walker, who eventually went to the NBA. Ultimately, oh, wow. he only had two schools give him a scholarship to play quarterback, which he wanted to do in Division One. He decided mm. to go with Syracuse. Our birthday suit wearer excelled oh. at Syracuse, being on uh, the. He was the Big uh, East Offensive Player of the Donovan Year. McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is go. correct. He was the Big East Offensive right. Player three years in a row. Three yeah, he's a stud, man. And he was a finalist for the Heisman his senior year. Now, I found this crazy. I didn't know. He was technically on the basketball team at Syracuse. When Syracuse played for the national championship in 1996, he was on the bench. Like, he didn't play, That's, but he was there. Right. Like, he was athletic enough to be on the team. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. In 99, he was drafted second overall by the Philadelphia Eagles. Played 11 seasons with the Eagles, becoming a six-time Pro Bowler, eventually having his jersey retired by the Eagles. Over 35,000 passing yards, 234 touchdowns. Donovan McNabb, 44 years old. Donovan McNabb. Happy birthday, Donovan. Mm -hmm. Man, great, 
great commercials with the soups. Yeah. Just a guy that you that you can't not like, you know. Seems nice. Yeah, seems real nice. Seems like a nice dude and I mean, you know, successful crazy successful in uh, college i mean good lord mm-hmm. three big east offensive player of the year crazy and then right. playing on the <laughs> basketball team too what what man it's nuts happy birthday donovan okay all right dave it's time to tell you great shows coming up my goodness yeah so i've got two uh before christmas that i'm trying mm-hmm. to lock in uh and i think mm-hmm. They're with a they're they're with a publicist that I trust one hundred percent. She's one of my okay. go tos, so I'm pretty positive they're going to happen. But I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to say. All right. Uh, okay. Now, but on the other hand, next week we have got a fantastic guest. So excited about this guest, Grayson Nacrutman. Yes! Grayson Nacrutman is a phenomenal drummer. You are not going to believe this guy's drumming abilities. It is insane. So true. So I was... Okay. I I told him the way I found him, I was cruising on Instagram, right? And one day Mm -hmm. on my Explorer page, I liked a video of Nate Smith, who is a phenomenal, amazing drummer, doing doing a solo that's sort of a famous solo where he starts the solo and he loses one of his sticks. And he just keeps playing with one stick. And it's like crazy grooves that he's doing with one stick. Jeez. And I liked it. And then the next day, you know how those algorithms work. All of a sudden, I've got other things related to Nate Smith. And one of them right. is this Grayson character. And there's a picture of Nate Smith in the corner. And I was like, is he going to try to redo that solo? He's not going to do that, is he? Oh, he did it. And then he did And he did it spot on. I mean, Dang. note for note. This guy is so popular. Bill Burr, the comedian, he's yeah. a fan of his. Bill Burr follows okay. him, and he talks about him all, all right. the time. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But guess what? Bill Burr didn't have him on his podcast. We did. Oh. So take that. Take that, Bill. Boom. Take that. Uh, it, Bill, if you want to come on our show, please do. Yes! Please. Anyways. Feel free. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, my goodness, that is it. Fifth Thanksgiving Day special in the books. Fourth with Dave Burles Berlin. My goodness, Doc, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. What's than coming with next you on these Thanksgiving yes. specials, man? Yes, yes. What is coming next year? I don't know. I'm so excited. Who knows? But my gosh, we only got one month until 2020 is over. One month. Thank goodness. Thank. This I think we can all agree. Thank that, goodness. Yeah, but that's crazy, man. This is crazy. Time That's flies when you're in when you're isolation and quarantine. <laughs> it's nuts, man. <laughs> nuts. Anyways, guys, it has been fantastic to you and yours. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Uh, try yes. to follow COVID protocols. Try to stay socially distanced if you can. Yes! Don't interact with too many people if you can avoid it it would be smart for your health and their health try to stay safe so you can have a fantastic christmas that would be the way to go we're almost there we got it we we got vaccines on the way guys we got them on the way so testing have a fantastic thanksgiving and until next week zip it up and zip it out zippity doodah